Welcome to the Wisdom of the Womb podcast, your home for mind, body, and soul wellness for women. My name is Stephanie Adler. I'm a certified nutrition consultant, birth doula, and women's hormone and fertility expert. I've supported hundreds of women in having healthy cycles, healthy babies, and building a balanced foundation in their bodies and minds to set them up for a limitless life. Now it's your turn. I believe a woman reaches her full potential when she trusts the innate wisdom of her body and that those women change the world. So if you're wanting to achieve hormone harmony, have boundless energy, optimize your fertility, live a holistically healthy life, and learn how to love and trust your body to become the well woman you know you are meant to be, you're in the right place. Join me for weekly wisdom on topics such as holistic hormone and gut health, fertility, mindfulness, birth, pregnancy, and beyond, and leave with actionable steps towards well womanhood. Thanks for pressing play today. I'm so excited for the magic we're going to create together. Let's dive in. Hello, Wisdom of the Womb family. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm so happy to be here with you. Before we jump into today's episode, which is really going to focus on an element of gut health that is so important, often overlooked, sometimes challenging to test for. We're going to get into all the details of all the things about everything as it relates to candida. And I would love to ask you a favor. If you are a frequent listener to the podcast or a first-time listener who ends up loving this episode, um, but if you're a frequent listener of the podcast, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review, maybe even a five-star rating. That really helps the podcast grow, which is really, you know, part of my mission is to help more women learn to trust their bodies, help more women become well women in the modern world. And I love this podcast. I love putting out this long form, um, content and, you know, it's a labor of love and the best gift that you could give back to it. It would be to leave us a review. So if you wouldn't mind heading over there, clicking, clicking a quick pause, that would mean the world to me. And whenever you're ready to come back, let's talk about candida. So what is candida? I get this question a lot, you know, when I'm educating inside the Well Woman Collective, when I'm talking to private clients, we have a few different avenues that we can go down to test for candida. And before, you know, we're even testing for it, I'm looking for warning signs. So what is candida? Candida is a type of fungus and it belongs to the yeast family. Small amounts of candida appear in everyone and that is okay. And, you know, these small amounts are usually controlled by friendly, good bacteria or flora in our bodies, our immune system and our intestinal pH. However, when those things go awry, if we have an imbalance of good to bad bacteria in our gut or our immune system has been beat down by a variety of different things, which we'll allude to in a little bit, um, or your intestinal pH is off because you've had low stomach acid or so many other factors, candida can start to overgrow and cause a really prevalent and significant form of dysbiosis. Dysbiosis meaning an imbalance of bacteria, or in this case, fungus in the gut. Now, what typically triggers a candida overgrowth? Well, it's most often triggered by the use of antibiotics, 
birth control pills or steroid medications. Additionally, use of other hormonal medications, having nutrient deficiencies, poor digestive function. So that's speaking to having low stomach acid or not, you know, having enough enzyme activity, having a diet that is really excessively high in sugar or refined carbohydrates. So it's not just sugar in the form you think of sugar like dessert, but it could be, you know, having breads, pastas, things like that. Being chronically stressed can also put your body into a state of candida overgrowth. Additionally, pregnancy can be a trigger for candida. Uh, my midwife, I remember telling me that, she, you know, she was telling me that 50% of, you know, the women that she does cervical checks on, which is not even everyone, uh, will have some sort of yeasty, you know, vaginal fluid during pregnancy because it's like a warm, moist, juicy environment down there in pregnancy. And, you know, sometimes one of the caught, like one of the signs that someone is struggling with candida will be that they're having frequent yeast overgrowth. So pregnancy can just kind of trigger a state of candida having toxic, heavy metal exposures or living in a damp moldy environment can all be triggers of candida. Now, typically People will have some of the most common signs and symptoms of candida. And that said, one of the reasons that I'm recording this podcast today is I've had several people come back with their GI maps, which is a functional lab stool test that I regularly use in my practice to get a good picture of what's going on inside the gut. And interestingly, actually candida is not one of the things that this test is like particularly sensitive for. So whenever it does come back on this test, it typically means that it's like very overgrown. There is another test, like an oat test that you can do that gives us a better picture of, you know, or a better chance of seeing candida. Um, and you know, that said, there's another, we can basically, you know, use biocidin or something for two weeks to give us a better chance of seeing candida as well. Now that said, when candida does come back on this GI map, it typically means it's even more overgrown than what we're seeing. And frequently I've been seeing a lot of candida and not just in people who have the obvious symptoms. Like when someone has the obvious symptoms of candida, I'm, you know, typically on top of that, right? It's like, okay, well, you've got the typical signs of candida. And then, you know, if someone has H. pylori, it's more likely to hide in H. pylori. So we'll, we'll be able to like put all those clues together. But one of the reasons I really wanted to do this podcast episode today was because I'm seeing people come back with candida who don't always necessarily have the most common signs and symptoms. And I think it's just something we should be creating more awareness around. Now, if you have been diagnosed or told you have candida, or if you suspect you have candida based on the signs and symptoms, I'm going to share some remedies, some tools you might be able to use on your own as well as advice for when it would be best to get in touch with a practitioner and really start to take more extreme measures to address the candida. Uh, one at home test that you can do if you aren't working with a practitioner where you can do some of these functional lab tests, it's not perfect, but it does give you a pretty good idea of if candida is present in the gut, or if there's a yeast situation in the gut, it's called the spit test. 
you can take a cup of water and a clear glass of water. And in the morning, before you eat or drink anything, even before you brush your teeth or have a small sip of water, you're going to spit just like hockalooey spit on top of that glass of water and wait for five minutes and see if the spit streamers down the sides or if it mostly sits on top. If it mostly sits on top, you are less likely to be experiencing a yeast overgrowth. If it does streamer down, then you're more likely to be experiencing a yeast overgrowth. So that's one quick way of doing an at-home test to see, is this something you might be dealing with? Now, what are the most common signs and symptoms of candida? So they're broken up into a few different categories. The first one we're going to address is gastrointestinal symptoms. This might look like having a lot of gas, intestinal gas, bloating, belching, diarrhea, or constipation or alternating between the two, having heartburn, bad breath, thrush, or having abdominal pain. So for a lot of people, you're like, well, that just sounds like IBS. We will be having another episode on why IBS is a bogus diagnosis because it almost always is rooted in something that is dysbiotic in the gut. Now, the interesting thing about candida is it also can have a lot of urinary and sexual symptoms, and those could look like frequent urination, having fluid retention or edema, having a burning desire to, or like feeling burning when you urinate or having a strong desire to urinate. So basically a lot of UTI symptoms, right? Uh, additionally, having a loss of sex drive or infertility, this can be a really big factor with fertility partial, I mean, for several reasons is because it is systemic, but one of those reasons is because it creates an environment that is inhospitable to sperm in the vagina. And so it can make it harder for the sperm to reach the egg to conceive. You can also have prostate problems or genital itch frequent urinary, uh, tract infections, PMS or menstrual issues, and also painful intercourse. Additionally, having, you know, regular yeast infections can be a very, very common symptom here. And then we go over to the more mental and emotional symptoms. This is chronic fatigue, loss of energy, drowsiness, having brain fog, decreased concentration, learning difficulties, severe mood swings, depression, irritability, periods of anger, agitation, anxiety, insomnia, strong cravings for sweets, bread, alcohol, and yeast containing foods. That's oftentimes a big one. And candida, it is a fungus that has a desire to live and it eats and it feeds off of sugar. So it will make you crave sugar and refined carbohydrates like no other. And there are several causes of sugar addiction, right? There's the mental element where it is more addictive than cocaine. There is, you know, the, the more you have it, the more you want it because of that. There's also a really huge element to it that is not really within your control when it comes to willpower, when it is bacteria or fungus that are living in your gut that are really causing you to crave this, these foods. Um, and so that's just definitely something to be aware of and mindful of. 
So there can be other additional symptoms that are usually more like allergic in nature. Um, and those can specifically worsen if you're in like a moldy location or on a damp muggy day. So if you live in a place like in the Pacific Northeast, where it's very damp for most of the year, or, you know, a place like that's very humid all the time, you might have more increased sensitivity to foods and other household items, maybe headaches, joint pain, dizziness, chest pain, or more, but those are a little bit more of the obscure tests. So as I said, you know, there is this at-home saliva test. Additionally, you can do this GI map stool testing, which is something that I use with all of my clients. Um, and there are also urine acid tests, which can identify if you're, you know, dealing with it. And so if you're really suspecting that candida is something you're struggling with, I definitely recommend, you know, of course, starting with that DIY test, but maybe exploring a little bit deeper. So how do you start to address candida on your own and at home? So dietary changes are really necessary for the healing of candida. It is really important to eliminate all sources of refined sugar, yeasty or moldy foods, and even some other fungi types of foods or drinks should be eliminated for a period of time. So these are things like kombucha, right? Which is a super yeasty drink, you know, obviously alcohol, um, you know, staying away from yeasted breads, from a lot of refined carbohydrates. Additionally, you might want to limit fruits and sweet root vegetables. Berries can be okay. You just want to be mindful about serving size. Same with some root vegetables. Um, and if you are type O with blood, grains, including gluten-free grains, should be avoided. So really going grain-free and following a bit more of a paleo-style diet. Now, you typically want to avoid natural sweeteners too, along with things like canned or boxed foods. So when I'm speaking about natural sweeteners, that's the coconut sugars, the agaves, the honey, a little bit of raw honey is actually okay during some candida kill off, but really keeping that in, you know, significant moderation. Now, it's really like, yes, it is about eliminating the sources of food for the candida, which are those sources of yeasty, sugary, carby, you know, sweet foods. But we are, there are also a lot of foods and micronutrients that are helpful for inhibiting the growth of candida or killing it off. So those foods are foods that are rich in zinc, vitamin C, and biotin. And, you know, you can use these as supplements, but also eating foods that are really rich in that. So zinc rich foods are oysters and pumpkin seeds, vitamin C rich foods, depending on where you live and what time of year could be citrus and kiwi and red peppers. And biotin is primarily found in protein rich sources. Vitamin E is also very recommended. You can either supplement at, you know, two to 400 IUs, um, and also get through food. Sunflower seeds are a great source. Garlic is an amazing antimicrobial for candida. Um, it typically is going to work better raw. It's a very common ingredient in candida kill off supplements and protocols. Similarly, oleic acid 
which can be found in what I call the Thanksgiving herbs. So oregano and thyme and using, you know, olive oil, which is also really high in oleic acid can be really helpful in inhibiting candida overgrowth. Um, and again, you know, having, if you are doing this on your own, it's really helpful to take this food based approach and, you know, maybe take a couple antimicrobial herbs, things like high doses of garlic and oregano oil, but food is going to make a really big difference as well. There is speculation and controversy in the community around probiotics for candida. I typically find that having the right kind of good bacteria in the gut will help crowd out the bad bacteria, but we typically want to know more about the whole microbiome before we start introducing, you know, just general probiotics. So this is why doing something like a GI map stool test, which gives us a full breakdown of the microbiome and what you know, good bacteria might be not present enough or overgrown and same with the bad or the opportunistic bacteria. It really gives us a a more clear plan for how to address probiotic use moving forward. Um, some of my favorite foods just generally for candida, if you, since you are, if you're listening to this, likely going to be taking a primarily food first approach are dark leafy greens, cruciferous veggies, you know, things like arugula, cauliflower, broccoli, also, you know, kale, chard, et cetera. Also having really sulfur rich foods. So that's the onion and the garlic, um, and herbs and spices like those Thanksgiving herbs. So oregano, rosemary, thyme, turmeric can be incredibly beneficial as well. And, you know, I think for a lot of people, the thing that can be really hard about candida is that it can it can take a long time to heal. Typically when I see candida come back positive on a stool sample or any other test, we're typically looking at approximately a six month protocol to really hopefully eradicate the candida. Now, some of the more conventional approaches to having a fungal overgrowth are using um, medications like niastatin or diflucan, and those can be effective in killing it off faster. But unfortunately, what we find is it's more susceptible to coming back. So it really is part of a holistic plan that we use to make sure that the microbiome is a really good place. And something that we always do with my clients is make sure that digestion is being supported and it's because good, good digestion is crucial to healing candida infections. And so we really use targeted approaches to make sure that you're breaking down your food. Well, that you're supporting stomach acid and that you're really making sure that you know, once you get rid of the candida, that the gut is in an optimal environment for it not to come back. So that's generally the approach that I typically take with clients. It is a really holistic approach, looking at digestive support, looking at immune support, making sure the gut is in a good place overall with the good bacteria balanced. And then we can come in, really try and eradicate and kill off that candida and set you up with the lifestyle skills that you need to keep it away. So it can be a bit of a long journey. Like typically I said, around that six months, 
does the diet need to be super strict for six months? No. I mean, I think that there's a balance to that. And so you can have a few months where it's a bit more restrictive and then can open up a little bit, as long as we're making sure to really support all of those different areas. Um, and then, you know, typically we're using herbal support and some supplement support for the remainder of those six months before retesting and addressing and seeing if there's any more that needs to be eradicated. So I hope this was helpful. I had a few people ask for a, for a podcast about candida. I, at one time did a candida protocol. I know I've been there. I know the journey. Um, at the time I was in school for nutrition and just learning about all of this and wish I had known what I know now back then and really could have taken a more targeted approach on my last GI map. I didn't have any, thank gosh, fortunately, but I also have been able to witness so many clients have this, this overgrowth. And it's so common, especially in the population I work with because of the birth control, because of pregnancy, uh, because, you know, we, a lot of us just really loves sugary, starchy foods. And I've also, you know, seen them come out of it. So if you're struggling with candida, know that there is hope, know that you will be on the other side. And I really hope this was helpful for you to day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please share with someone who maybe is struggling with candida or is just struggling with their gut health and might need to consider like, is candida something I'm dealing with? And tune in next week for another wisdom from the womb episode.